0: Welcome to the Six Figure Event Podcast. Here, we're gonna get real about what it takes to host a profitable event, how to actually get sponsorships, and we'll dive into the world of virtual, hybrid, and live events in an ever-changing industry. Stay tuned for our episodes where we have exciting interviews with sponsors and people that have mastered their own virtual and hybrid events. Thanks so much for joining us. Let's get right into it. Hello and welcome. You were talking about how to actually make six figures at your event. We're going to be talking about all things behind the scenes. So I love this topic because that's one of the first things that our clients at my agency Eventistry by Alicia, we take them on the strategy route before we start planning any type of event. Now we want to make sure that we're set up for success. We want to make sure that all of our framework and foundation is set up. So we're going to be talking about how to actually create that six figure event and what the strategy should look like before you start any type of event workshop seminar virtual event hybrid live it doesn't matter this is really applicable to any kind of event where you have more than two people in a room now these types of events that we're hosting in 2022 we're talking about hybrid we're talking about virtual and in person it's changed a little bit since covid but this still the same strategy applies right we're talking about foundation we're talking about outlining our goals our kpis so give yourself enough time to be planning give yourself enough time to get that three to six month time frame in advance so we can start marketing properly we can actually connect with the right sponsorship companies that we're looking for money we can actually set ourselves up so that everything is organized as best as possible going out the gate straight away. The idea is when we do our client type of work, we set them up for all of the things that they need to be doing, marketing campaigns, sponsorship campaigns, email, social media. Um, We talk about KPIs, how we're gonna measure them, and what are the defining factors that if we don't meet them, let's say three, six months, two weeks out, what is the alternate option? Now, as an event professional, we always have a backup plan. So, you know, keep in mind that when you are doing these types of event strategies, I always like to have an alternate plan. Same with virtual events, right? Technology sometimes is not on our side, and I always want to have a backup plan no matter what. Okay, so let's get into it. As I'm talking about behind the scenes, right? The first thing that you want to do, my first key point, is actually do a brainstorm. So. Ask yourself t- these types of questions like, what do I want to do with my event? How, where, when, and just follow the f- simple rules, again, of the the five W's, right? So remember in elementary school, actually, my daughter, my fourth grade daughter brought home uh, a science project she has to do. And just to fill in like the how, the what, the where, the when. And so same type of rules apply. Now, this is a brainstorm. It's a brain dump. I don't want to get too technical in it, but I want you to think about all of the different various things that you want your event to do. So whether that is host an event because you want more brand awareness, host an event to make money, and both of those can be combined for sure. You want to outline how you're going to measure your success. So if that is to make money, let's say you're taking your first couple of points to make money, well, how are you going to to make that money? So you're going to say, okay, well, I'm going to have sponsorships. Okay, well, I'm going to make money under my ticket sales. Okay, I'm going to make money through my upsells and coaching and services that I provide after the event or during or in the email marketing campaign that I send out to my attendees after. I'm going to measure it through looking at how this plays out in the next three months, and maybe not just that week of the event. So you can start to take your goals and start to kind of use, and I call it the umbrella effect, because each of the points that you make in your brain dump or brainstorm, you're going to take that and you can can continue on. Just like my son, he's he's in second grade now, but he always used to ask me, why, mummy? Why? And he would say that so many times. Why? Well, because we have to go to this place. Well, why? Well, because we have to buy this. Well, why? Oh, well, because we need it. Because our blender broke. Why did your blender broke? I, I don't. I don't know, buddy. But you know. So keep asking yourself why. And this exercise really proves effective. My clients are like Alicia. This is silly. But then after a few questions, they're like, Oh, I see why you do this. And then I continue to ask them why. Well, why is it important for you to make money? Why is it important for you to have 5,000 people? Well, it's a vanity thing. Okay, so why is it a vanity thing? Well, I wanna look like I'm successful. But then we come back to the point of, what is success to you? Does it really mean 5,000 people? Or does it mean that you wanna have a very valuable event with people with valuable content, great speakers, great experience, and people provide the best possible testimonial. Um, because when I hear these numbers, right, and we're going into the tickets and numbers and the vanity measurement, it's really about, well, I want to look like I want a full room. I want to see people. And sometimes that has driven the client to actually do campaigns across, you know, Google and and you know paid advertisement. Where it may not be as intimate and it may not provide the best experience. And so I tell them to think about imagine yourself in that scenario in that room of 5,000 people or, you know, 10,000 people in the room virtually or, or hybrid or whatever. And they're like, hmm, yeah, that's not the experience that I want. So as you talk it out, as you, and it's great to do this with a partner, a coach, somebody that understands what an event is and how events transpire, especially in the in the brainstorming brain dump, get yourself accountability partner because as you unravel these things in your mind and you ask yourself these questions, it's going to become very apparent of what you think success looks like in an event. Super, super important to understand that straight out the gate and, and ask simple questions at first, but then continue to dive deeper when you dive deeper you kind of unravel your uh, your subconscious as like what what's why is this important to you do you want to be popular do you want to make money of course everybody wants to make money and then like i said take it one step further okay so how are you going to make money what is what are the possible key strategies and we can look into the how to make money at an event for sure in, in my next few points and and realistically we want again to give ourselves a 6 plus month time frame no matter what event you're doing, you have a full-time job, you want to have an event. You This is your full-time job, and you're looking at creating a virtual summit or retreat or mastermind, like I said, any word, conference, whatever. You still want to give yourself enough time. I think in my 17 years career, okay, being online as a remote a virtual event agency, and agency, I think the biggest challenge that people come to me with is like, I want to host an event in like three weeks. I want to host an event in January. It's December the 9th, right? And so we that's not enough time. And then people will help. Alicia, I have so much time in the world and I don't believe you or I don't trust you. But then when it comes down to it, right they they go off they do it themselves gosh alicia i wish i listened to you that just wasn't enough time and so i know the ins and outs of planning an event doesn't matter how many people doesn't matter what the format is you're going to need that time trust me take my word for it time 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 planning ahead planning accordingly and then like i said doing that initial brain dump that's going to help you get clarity clarity is again one of the biggest things so time for sure but we get clarity and as soon as we get clear, we know exactly what our plan of action or execution plan should be and what it should look like as we go down, as we go down the line. So that's what my point number one is. My point number two, um, and I guess we can call it two points: time and, and the clarity aspect of it. Number two is the clarity communication. Crystal, crystal clear as to the mission, the goals, my KPIs. If you don't want those key performance indicators as to how my goals are going to be measured and what that looks like for, for my strategy. Super important. I don't know how many times I've come into an event where a client has kind of just, Oh, we want to just plan it. We need to plan it. It's, it's happening in three weeks. Did you, me- how are you measuring success? What are you doing? What are your KPIs? And they can be very different for very different things. And it can be simple, right? Let's not over-complicate it. But at least we have a strategy in place. At least we have something where we can say, yes, you know what? We did have 50 people at our event. Or we had engagement through the roof because we measured it by 100 chat um, messages in an hour. And we've seen that happen. For events, we're like, okay, our KPI, we want to have 100 messages per per, per hour. Or we have X amount of people visiting our virtual event sponsor booths. So it can be very, very simple, and you're going to feel amazing once you've reached those KPIs. And if you don't, that's okay too, because you can say, okay, here's what I would have done differently, right? At the end of all the event, We look back at those KPIs and we say, oh, you know what, we didn't hit retention. 80% of people staying until the very end. What can we do next time to actually improve it, right? And life is is, is all about improving, right? As we go, as we learn, as we grow, as, as humans, individuals, business, whatever. Same with an event, right? It's not going to be per- maybe perfect, but I always say perfection is overrated. Like, I don't believe in perfect. I believe in a great experience. I believe in community, community networking. I believe in experiences that connect us with each other and, and, you know, kind of bringing us down into let's improve for next time. Let's make this bigger and better for next time. But once you're able to take, like I said, that vision, your purpose, your goals, figure out how you can use events to help you achieve them, you'll you'll have like I said, an indestructible event strategy um, that will help you create that impact because I've met visionaries, I've met people that are introverts. I've met everybody in, in between and, and if you don't have that strategy, right you, you're gonna you're gonna not be able to cr- see that vision come to life. So that's number two, the clarity part of it is really, really important getting crystal clear and use my umbrella method to keep you humble, to keep you honed in on exactly what your message is, exactly what you wanna create. Because I've been through a lot of event copies and a lot of strategies and assessing event pages. And actually one of our clients came to us and said, we have another event, but we need to tweak it because the the target audience is just a tad different than we thought. So tweaking it to make the that wording and that verbiage like instant connection so people don't leave the page and say, well, I don't know if that's for me. We want to achieve this. We want to make sure to dig to the core of your event's mission by answering, right, the the coveted question of why as many times as it takes, as many times, right? I think my son asked me 20 questions in a row and I'm like, oh buddy, right? But he just wants to get to the core of it which I have to applaud him. After I'm like, oh yeah, you know what? You're you're smart. I'm gonna use your I'm gonna use your strategy, buddy. So the closer you get to understanding your why, right, the greater the chance you have at strategizing the most effective tripwire for your sales for the the next thing that comes, right? So let's say for the cost of a ticket, your attendee opts into a commitment free experience, right? Maybe they leave purchased your products or services. Um, become part of your, you know, loyal following, all because the strategy behind your events of the why put the core of your brand at, your, at their fingertips. Imagine like people walk into your brand new business and they're like, yeah, I'm gonna take a chance on this person, I'm gonna take a chance on this strategy. And that really will help your, your why because you put the core of, of your experience, your brand, your networking, your commitment to the event and the event is a commitment let me tell you the event is a commitment but once you have that core meaning behind your event right it's thoroughly thought through right it's time to define more parameters of your event like the energy you want to bring to your audience what's the vibe what will it take to achieve the why defining what is like imperative to like the environment to the overall attendee experience, but when you conceptualize your event, you put yourself in the position of your attendees. So again, I'm gonna say that again, write it down. When conceptualizing your event in your strategy, you put yourself in the position of the attendees, right? Answer the following as an attendee at your event. Do this step. Many people are like, it's all about me, it's all about me. I want you to think about them. I want you to think about the attendees coming to your event, live, hybrid, whatever, and think about what emotions people are going to bring in, right? What themes stick out the most? What makes you feel like it's the perfect event for them? For me, when I go to an event, when I don't plan, when I used to go to live events um, quite often, I did not like going into a live event. So this is me personally, my personal opinion, where I wasn't like greeted in the lobby. It was just kind of like, where am I going next? What's happening? Where's everybody? I'm looking around and nobody's there. Registration desk is busy. So I love putting a greeter at my events because um, it depends on the companies, right? You worked at Amazon. Maybe we have like a hugger, maybe not anymore. <laughs> but we had like a welcome hug person where they would welcome you with a hug. Or if you're introverted, you would go to the other side and be like introvert wave high. So, Really, it matters about what emotions you're experiencing in the beginning, what themes, what makes you feel good about the event, and um, what's the best fit for your attendees. Like, they get you. What's the perfect fit? Because at the end of the day, when you have this strategy, when you think about all these combining efforts and factors, you're getting into... The nitty-gritty of the event you're getting into your strategy you're getting into people paying you for your products and services so what is driving right what is driving what's the motivational factor to buy a product you had no intention of buying um, or leads you know you to you to pre-register for the next event again one of my favorite events that i go to Um, is called Summit of Slay. Love this because for me, it's just a getaway. This is my my one chance of get, I didn't go this year, but it's my chance to get away from, you know, just business. And I love because I met my best friends there. It's a chance to grow. It's a chance to meet new people. I've met one of my best friends there um, a few years back. Um, It's a chance to connect, have fun, like just be in the moment. It was energetic. It was, it was my favorite because i didn't want to put my brain to work right still learned a couple of things for sure but it was more about the experience the connection the bonding the sisterhood it was so it was amazing i loved it loved it loved it loved it can't wait to go again but that's what brought me because it spoke my language it was like you want to have fun you want to learn you want to be part of a community that actually takes you in like no clicks and no you know we don't want into do this boring event it made me pre-register for the next event and that's what you want to think about the experience from a to z was fantastic for me personally maybe other people didn't feel like that but for me it was my one of my favorite events like top 3 events that I'll go to as as a non event planner for that for that event now you can strategize your vision you know all you want a lot of people are visionaries so like we have this big goal but right executing it and putting this plan into action is really the key to mastering the how of your event so you know you want to think about all stages of planning so now we're getting into like logistics we're getting into the pre-event during the event follow-up you want to think about all of those answers that you wrote down in your event strategy and how you want your attendees to feel and how will you achieve that like how will you achieve that again this is overlooked well we'll do this and we'll do this and that's the end point but i really dig deep into that like actually sit down and write your plan have you done this before did it did it work have you stopped like where did you stop in that strategy journey because for me strategy takes probably at least a good two to three months to create to sit down with my clients as i coach them as i consult with them and really thinking about every single nook and cranny of the experience and not just like basic stuff because basic equals basic let's be honest right basic <laughs> basics how how are you going to achieve that so I, I consult with the kenyan government about their events coming up with uh, in, in conjunction with the united nations and they're having a hybrid event it's like how are we going to actually do this experience alicia where we have these two different attendees virtually and in person And what will happen? I mean, now you see what happens with the the new strain of COVID. It's like, okay, now we got to think ahead. But now I'm thinking, how are we going to achieve this hybrid audience? And I'm going to think about all the different ways how we're going to achieve that through, and I can think about different buckets. So maybe virtually is one bucket, live is another bucket, and then pre-event, post-event. I'm looking at every, like I said, nook and cranny of the event, I'm dissecting it, and then bringing it to life for them because at the end of the day, we want to be able to serve their purpose with the higher, it's intentional. At the end, it's intentional. I I want it to be intentional. I want my clients to be intentional and I want it to be very, very cohesive. So I can say, yes, we've measured our success. We've done what we are supposed to be doing, all right? So I've always tell, you know, depending on the, the client, you know, I've got clients from near and far, but depending on the client, right, what's the venue that makes them feel inspired? This is great for our, my brand type of clients where they're very brand oriented. They want a beautiful space that um, maybe they're, you know, entrepreneurs or influencers in the LA area. They want to be eco-friendly they want lots of greenery. And so I used to say like what, describe a venue that makes you feel inspired, the space, the lighting, the food, how many people, are there. And I go through a series of questions that will help them and bring out their inner desires. And again, that comes with like the who, the what, the where, the when, the how, right? Super simple, but we want to make sure we're writing this stuff down. As soon as you see it on paper, it will click for you. Okay. I try, I dare you to try it. Put it on paper, put it on your um, iPad, put it somewhere, do something with it, document. Don't let it sit in your head. The moment that it just kind of swirls around in your head, you're going to, okay, that's great. And move on to the next thing. You want to make sure that you are intentional. You want to make sure that you are creating a strategy that will set you up for success. Why eliminate that part, right? Months and months of planning and you didn't do the most important thing. Okay. So, as we kind of harness this power, we're, we're getting this brainstorming in effect, we're getting everything organized. Um, we want to think about the actual right strategy. And we want to think about like what we do, what's the best vehicle for reaching our event goals, right? I mean, the world of virtual events isn't going anywhere. It never actually was going anywhere because we were doing virtual events before virtual events. But if you wanted build an online business that makes money hosting events right hybrid virtual events they're non-negotiable and i'm going to throw some stats at you so 93% of event professionals plan to invest in virtual events moving forward um and then 80% of event organizers were able to reach wider audiences and this was from bizebo um so you can go to bizebo it's a it's a virtual event platform i actually really like them So how do you infuse the virtual event? How do you understand that? And how are you going to kind of go into the next strategy to actually make money? But you want to think about your own event strategy about what type of events that you want to create. Maybe there's an event plan, not just one annual event. So one of my clients are like, Alicia, I own a small business. I don't have money to do a 2,000-person event. I want to do a small, intimate, you know, networking webinar, maybe connection event that has 20, 25 people or less because I don't have a big community to build. But that's okay, right? As we grow and as we plan, we're going to plan for various events throughout your year. And that could be through your first webinar. That could be through your first, you know, small, intimate connection building event where you post it on a zoom or something similar at uh, Remo where maybe it's, you know, connecting with your current network and audience, and it can be as small as that, even if five people show up 10 people is still a step in the right event strategy direction. Now, I, I always like to say, what's working now? And, um, you know, what's working in the in the virtual event, and this is completely another huge topic, but you still wanna add value, obviously. I think everybody goes in with trying to add value and trying to add the best speakers possible. And I want you to think about this next point of creating these very custom exclusive experiences. And I, I don't mean like charging an arm and leg for it, but you can still have a special experience virtually. A lot of people are like, no, Alicia, you can't do that. You can't do that, Alicia. I think that you just need boots on the ground. You need to have that in-person connection, which I absolutely love 100%. There's nothing better than like having a glass of wine with Jem or, or Josh here. But really, you can still create amazing virtual experiences. Remember, we want to think about those experiences can be done virtually. It really can be. I, I promise you, I've seen it. I've seen people cry. I've seen people laugh. I've seen it all. And I've seen really boring events too. I'm sure you've sat through a few boring virtual events um, and they're not fun and people will click off and that's what we call not good retention because we're not creating an experience. Well, thanks so much everybody. Hope you learned a few things and please ping me on Instagram or add me to your story if you thought this, this class was um, you know, helpful and you're gonna use the strategies for your next events or webinars. Thanks so much everyone. Have a great rest of your day. You are a rock star for listening to today's episode. And I want to hear from you. Head on over to Instagram, at Industry by Alicia. Give me a quick follow and then slide into my DMs. God, I hate that term, <laughs> but I'm going to say it anyway. Slide into my DMs and let me know what was the worst virtual event that you've ever been to. I'm going to do a next episode on this.